Well, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me. This is Ros Jones, your business coach, with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bites, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss, and we share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome, and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing with you a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. Well, hello and welcome to episode five of the Ros Jones Bold Business Bite Show. Today, I'm joined by Lisa Borry of So Visualize. This truly inspirational woman has recognized that if you're prepared to get out of your comfort zone every day, you can be whoever you want to be. Her advice is to take every opportunity and love what you do. Let's hear more about the path she's on. So welcome, Lisa Borry from So Visual. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. Thank you. Tell me a bit about the name of your business. It's called So Visualise. How did it come about? It came about, it's been a journey really. My career was in interior design. I lived in Mallorca for three years and did international interior design. Um, so our clients were very wealthy clients, but it was very interesting. You still had to unwrap the boxes and still do all the hard work. So that didn't really make a difference to who it was. And I think when you work with you know certain people in that, it doesn't affect you as much. You kind of go a bit, you work a bit harder to, you know, knock on those doors, you know, when you come back here. So we returned to the UK and I wanted to start up my own business, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So my friends were like, oh, you should do weddings, you know, and events and empty marquees. You can visualise, you know, what you could do. And I was like, yeah, maybe. So we started in that and we turned the first Stepney Hill Band wedding. All oh, right, yes. Yeah. When there was, yeah, Stepney Hill and Scour. So they literally had, I think, pigs in or sheep in and yeah. they showed us it and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> but we did it. We turned it into the first wedding there. And off the back of that, obviously, we got more work and we got work further afield at some really lovely venues. And we wanted to do something different than other people in the wedding industry. So we didn't do the centrepieces or table decorations, you know, those smaller pieces, because a lot of the time the client wants to do that themselves. We did the bigger pieces, you know, something a bit more unusual. So we had giant wheels that were covered in flowers and the drapes in the room and stands and all sorts of unusual things that when I started to look through um, pieces to buy we ended up with peacocks and flamingos and so did you come up with these ideas yourself or did the clients tell you what they wanted I think in the early stages we used to help the client um you know we used to give them a few ideas and then feed out what you know what they liked and we always used to encourage them if you see something you know show us it, it just worked like yeah. interior design yeah. you know what clothes do you like what colors do you like you know what styles do you like what have you seen so you kind of build it from there and then you show them this is what we can do and we never got a no you know it was great so we always did get the work we never had a difficult client so we were really lucky in that and what happened from that is because we had unusual pieces we then had the website set up which mm-hmm. I did myself just to get it on the web you know didn't yeah. really know what I was doing but you give it a go and then we started getting inquiries from magazine companies and visual merchandisers in retail to do the window displays to hire these pieces and that was really exciting that yeah. was a completely different field and that to me 
was more where my heart went than the weddings. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the weddings are every weekend. You know, it's a lot of hard work to do them, and it isn't just working on the weekend. You've got the whole preparation with that client yeah. and meetings and sourcing the pieces and making the pieces. And you've got kids as well, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two kids. So that's really difficult when yeah. you're trying to build a business and you know balance of work life, you know, yeah. and and family. So then we hired some pieces um, to a, a huge company called Rigby & Pella, mm-hmm. who uh, had the Royal Crest, yeah. and they had nine stores across the UK, and we supplied them with the first props for window displays. Fantastic. And how did they find you? Just Google. And I, okay. and I still fascinated to this day, I think because we had a few unusual pieces, if you're searching... Yeah. to hire a peacock I don't I don't think there's yeah. many people that had it yeah. so I say look but you know it was they're know, not real peacocks no they're not real <laughs> peacocks no <laughs> but they're stunning and they've gone to um an Indian temple um wow. for Diwali which we visited and again it's kind of stepping outside your comfort zone you know yeah. going to see these people going to the places and you know that you maybe wouldn't normally and I think that always pushes you on to, to do something more, to step outside your comfort zone. I love that, Lisa, because we've been talking earlier about the changes that have happened in your business. And you say it's, you've said very um, humbly that it's down to luck. But there is something here about thinking big, I'd say. And actually, what is it that takes you out of your comfort zone? Because most people in, in my business coaching experience, a lot of people are, stay where they are because they're afraid to get out of their comfort zone. So what motivates you to get out of your comfort zone? You have to have the thought, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. What is the worst that can happen? What is the best thing that could happen yeah. is you get this big client. We yeah. always aim high. We always aim for the you know the biggest client. Who would you dream of? Who would you love to work for? Yeah. You know, and we definitely want to have pieces in Harrods. And so every window display that we know of that's know John Norris's at Christmas all of these big window displays we now know who's doing them and we now know you know that we're in that field and I think you just have to aim for there and then reach for there and the worst that happens is you don't get that one this Mm -hmm. time and you change what you do and you try again at a different time and take as many opportunities as you can um podcasts which I've never done before so this is something we did um I was on the business panel the other week and you know speaking to a live audience which is a real difficult thing for me public speaking I don't you know I don't think anybody really enjoys doing it not too many anyway and I think that's what it is and I teach my children that that even though we live in Scarborough and some people say it's quite small and there's not a lot going on you can make it whatever you want to make it our business is whatever we want it to be and you know the whole of the UK can find us and it doesn't matter where you are if you're sat on the sofa or if you're sat in a big office yeah. if you work just as hard and try and get in you know in front of these people you've got just as much chance absolutely and I love that so basically what you're saying is you can be anybody you want to be yeah yeah that's fantastic what piece of advice would you give to anybody especially women I guess women who maybe have children and are thinking that it's limiting their abilities what piece of advice would you give to those people about starting a business I would say if you're passionate about something and you really want to create your own business then 
you find the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's really hard when you have kids and you maybe have to do work when they're in bed and you're tired. But the buzz of getting that email from that client, I mean, just as an example, we moved in summer into my, you know, first home with my partner. So the two kids are there. I'm literally rolling the walls with paint and I get an email. I've got boxes everywhere. And it was L'Occitane who have stores worldwide, 72 in the UK. And they were like, met you at the show. We're really interested. Can you come down to London on Monday? I think it was Friday when I got this. Can you come down to London on Monday? And we want to discuss a brief with you. And if they'd have, you know, if they'd have done a Skype call <laughs> and seen the state of where we were, I think they would think completely differently. But they thought, you know, we were this huge company and a head office. And and so I went down on Monday to London and booked the ticket last minute and because it was really important and that was really exciting. And I had to drop everything. You know, I had to leave everything that we'd just moved into and... And the ball started rolling and I was learning something that I'd never done before. And again, you you know, business contracts and, you know, all of this kind of things that were really, really important. But we did it, you know, we did it. And I think that feeling of achievement and especially as a mum to show your children Mm -hmm. of what you can achieve and you work hard and think differently, you know, try and think, well, is that already being done? How could we do it differently? Why, Why would they? want yeah. to see you you know and believe in yourself yeah self-belief is key self-belief is key and even if you don't believe in yourself yet I mean that classic line of fake it till you make it you stand in front of them and you talk as a big company and you talk as the person that you're going to be and not as the person that you feel you absolutely. are absolutely love that Lisa so um one of the things that I have people saying to me you know best here in Scarborough I've spoken with a lot of Scarborough business people and um one of the lines that I remember somebody saying is that Scarborough is the place for no ambition. What do you think to that? I think that's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I think the nicest thing that we've heard is um, when we went down to meet a client, they were jealous that we were coming back up to live in the countryside and have the seaside, you know, right on our doorstep. Yeah. And you can work with whoever you want to work. You can be based wherever you want to be based and for me I feel like you can have the best of both Mm -hmm. you know you can work with the city and and go to the city and it doesn't mean that you have to have a hectic life it doesn't mean you have to go there every week you can do Skype calls I mean for me you know the whole internet and everything like that is just opened it up on a massive scale so you can connect with these people through LinkedIn you know, arrange a phone call, arrange a Skype call, they're busy as well. You know, they can't necessarily meet you anyway. And then when you can, do get the face-to-face. You do have to go down. But I think it's lovely that we can be here and you can disconnect when you want to. You can turn your phone off and don't answer that email and we're not stuck in the rat race. And, you know, they said, oh, you know, our journey to work and on the underground and they take an hour, two hours Mm -hmm. and they're stuck. Yeah. And I just think, God, we have none of that. You are so lucky. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So I love it that you're uh, that you're embracing these changes, especially in, with technology. Um, love that. So what about, um, you, you? we were speaking about um, 
well, speaking about inspiration. So, you know, uh, lots of people talk to me about you, calling you very inspirational. Love that. So who's been the biggest inspiration to you? What was the thing that triggered your triggered your journey? What seed was sown in your mind? I think it can sometimes come from somebody who's not that close to you. It can be a stranger. It can be, you know, a client who's made a comment at the end. And I started to write a little book as well of when I had a positive comment to remind yourself that you've done something great. So we, you know, I started writing that down. And I think the change happens. One of the, um, in particular, was um, a family that were on the Forbes rich list and they were a huge client in Mallorca. We designed the whole interior design of their villa. Um, this was before you worked for yourself? This yeah. was before I was self-employed. At this point, I was employed. And they noticed that actually I was doing all the hard work. I'd worked with them from the beginning. I'd done all the designs and knew exactly what was going on. I was there on the delivery day and unpacking the boxes and making sure everything was right. And then my boss would turn up looking all lovely and, you know, how is everything going? And and he mentioned to me, you know, just to one side that you can do this. You're already doing it, you know, and it was that seed. And they're called the Gulhatis, Mr. and Mrs. Gulhati. And I went to visit them. They own, um, if not more now, they own a hotel Mm -hmm. in Mayfair and incredible. And they were so humble and they've worked really hard for where they've got to and they encouraged me that you can break you know you're already doing this you already know how the company's running you're already running it for her so think about it you know do it for yourself so you turned from the technician to the entrepreneur I did (laughs) and then so I understand that you're now going to go and inspire other people in Scarborough. So tell us a bit more about what you're planning for in 2019. What we'd really like to do in 2019, ever since we started the company, I wanted to the classic line of give something back or, you know, we have a lovely community in Scarborough and everybody's really supportive and there's so many organisations that you can connect with. And I wasn't quite sure how we could help in a sense I couldn't afford at the time when we were decorating the events to do a charitable event and free decoration. You know, that wasn't feasible. So since we've moved along and where we are now, we've met with people from universities and colleges and they've asked, oh, could you do a talk to encourage and inspire, you know, the the younger generation of what the possibilities are around Mm -hmm. here? And then I started thinking, you know, maybe there's an organisation even more so than just colleges, which we happily do. And hopefully, um, I won't mention in case we don't go ahead with it, but hopefully we're working with a charity within the new year and they work with under 16s, but I think our age group will maybe be 16 to 25. Uh, They've had a tough life. They've lost the way. And this charity supports them, you know, through their life and through work and just encourages them and be there for them. And I think we can combine the two of what we do in the creative aspect and we make pieces and they can be part of that and be part of making the props that are going to go in this window display and and be part of something that they didn't even know was possible and not just make something locally, but make something that's going to London. And I think to combine those two would be really exciting and more meaningful, you know, for us to say, you know, this hasn't just been made in a warehouse by a team. It's been yeah. made by, you know, local youngsters. And, yeah. you know, that would be really, really lovely to give them 
yeah. that seed as well. Fabulous. And for them to think or to realise that actually anything's possible. This is not the path that's set for your life. It's always, you're always able to change. I didn't know this was my path. Yeah. I didn't know when I started. I knew when I was little I wanted to do interior design. I used to decorate my grandma's house. (laughs) But I never knew that this was a field. Mm -hmm. I never knew that this could be a career. And you never know what can happen in the next year. That's why when people say, what's your five-year goal? And I just, I don't really like answering that because then if you don't reach that, you feel that failure. And I just think as long as you're still doing what you enjoy doing and you've achieved something, and something you're proud of, that's absolutely fine. I don't think we need to set ourselves, you know, achievements to reach. If you don't do it, then that's absolutely fine. Because you're loving what you do. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being with us today. You're welcome. Lisa talked about how stepping out of your comfort zone pushes you to do more. It's only by putting ourselves out of that comfort zone that we can grow as a person and as a business. This can take some effort. As humans, we prefer to do the same things over and over based on our beliefs and our current skills. And it's true that the number one thing that holds us back from moving outside that comfort zone is that dreaded F word, fear. Fear, F-E-A-R, stands for false expectations appearing real. We tend to automatically think about the worst things that could happen. People might laugh or might fail. But what about focusing on the great stuff that could happen? You might succeed. And if you don't, well, at least you can say you tried and be proud that you did. And then why not learn new skills to help you succeed next time? I recommend getting out of your comfort zone in baby steps. If the point you want to get to is so far away from where you currently are, it feels too scary there's a good chance of failure. If you want to run a marathon and have never done it before, you wouldn't go out one day to attempt to do the whole 26 miles. No, you'd start off with short distance. And by doing that, you've already taken a step out of your comfort zone. You run a little further, and again, your comfort zone expands. Until through daily repetition, trying a bit more every day, it becomes easier and easier to stretch yourself. Why not try it? I know it sounds really easy, And it can take discipline too, of course. So why not get someone on board to help you with your commitment, like an accountability buddy or even a coach? Decide who you really, really want to be. That motivation is what's going to keep you going. And then start taking those small steps each day to make that dream a reality. Think big. Take those opportunities. Believe in yourself. Embrace that F word. And above all, have fun. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bites Show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with Bold Business Bites. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening. 